Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and my co host Greg is about an hour away from me. Uh, for the first time, and this will be a continuous thing for quite a while uh, for the foreseeable future. But uh, Greg, how are you doing tonight? Well, it definitely feels weird not to be sitting next to you. I know for anyone that's listening, uh, it hopefully doesn't sound any different. And we're going to talk about the same stuff and nothing's changed. But for Tanner and I, this is a, this is a big change. Um, but no, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, starting a new job here in, in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I I, I, st- I stayed local. I stayed local at least. Uh, yeah, Tanner's getting a little more adventurous, but um, no, I'm I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I uh, I graduate in uh, three days from now. Actually, we're recording on a Tuesday, just so everybody knows. Um, we're recording on a Tuesday. I graduate on Friday, so with with uh, with that, we we figured we should probably record a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a big a lot of big adjustments. Very well, congr- very congratulations quickly. to you for graduating. I Thank you. Finally, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, he okay. He, he got two degrees. We're we're good. <laughs> I was gonna say, come on, man. All right. Well, um, shall we jump right into it? So, well, let's let's just kind of give an overview of what we're gonna talk about. So, we're gonna run through softball and baseball. The end of those seasons are coming up really quickly, so we will get more in depth into those whenever you, whenever we get into the regionals and super regionals, and then the World Series eventually for each of those sports. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of basketball transfer portal um, departures and commits. We're getting a lot more commits now, and then the main point of the podcast today. Uh, or tonight, whenever you're listening, will be talking about the football season win totals. If you're, if you are into sports betting, like Greg and I are, um, don't don't worry, we're not betting our whole livelihoods. Um, but we like to have a little fun, throw a couple dollars here and there. But the Vegas season win totals have dropped, and so we want to go through and pick some of those, and we will refer back to those at the end of the season. But it's also a good, like, betting or not, it's a good uh, metric to use if you're um, just looking around the country. Like, Vegas knows what they're doing for the most part. Those They, they set those lines pretty well. However, there are so many teams, it, it, it is easy to miss, uh, miss on a couple of lines, which maybe Tanner and I will talk about some we think that they've missed on. But if you're a fan of really you know college football in general and you're looking uh as a at a like a projection like way too early projection i mean we're still sitting here in in may three four months out of the season this is a really good kind of metric to go off of as to the expectation of what your team and teams around your uh in your conference are how they're expected to fare for the upcoming season so uh, yeah, like Tanner said, you know, we might get a little too confident and and, and make some picks ourselves, but uh, it, it, it's a good metric to go off of for sure. Most 
Most definitely, Greg. Um, okay, let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, softball top 25. OU is one. They have been one, and they probably will be one for quite a while. Uh, they swept Oklahoma State in Stillwater, so that's that's a really good sweep for for OU. Oklahoma State was in it in almost every game, um, but came down to uh, some relief pitching for Oklahoma State that that really allowed OU to take advantage there. Um, then we have Texas. They moved down from the fifth spot last week, and now they're at the seventh spot. They got swept by Baylor, which, Greg, I thought this was interesting. There was uh, four – Texas there was one game at home and then two games in Waco in this series I thought that was that was really weird is that weather related or is that just like they didn't play each other before I I didn't see any updates but I'm guessing it's it would be weather related but you're you're the you're the Texas native how what is what is that Austin to Waco like two hours yeah it might be a yeah yeah no that's about two hours you got it right on the dot yeah so I want to go back to the OU OSU series. This was one I was really looking forward to as I would consider myself a casual softball fan. You know, I know a thing or two, but like definitely not a an, an expert by any means. This was a series I was looking forward to and I I I tuned in and I and I watched a few innings and in, in I think two out of the three games. Actually, I think all three games I, I watched a few innings and uh yeah. OU just looks dominant, man. Like I don't I don't know of a program in really any sport that's as dominant as as OU is in in softball and has been in softball um, these last few years. So, uh, I, I mean, if, if we're making our picks now, you know, my, I, I might go ahead and pick them as my national champion. But, <laughs> yep, I I think I'd agree with you there. And then, so continuing on from Texas, Oklahoma State dropped from six to eighth. So Texas and Oklahoma State were five and six, and now they're seven and eight. They both dropped. Um, like we mentioned before, Oklahoma State got swept by OU, and so that's the reason for the drop there. And then Baylor moved up from 21st to 16th now because of that sweep sweep of Texas. Um, Greg, you wanna you wanna hit the the lone uh baseball team in the top 25? Yeah, so West Virginia has really shot up in the rankings since we've last talked baseball and softball. I don't know what they were at a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, but they are now ranked 12th. So they are uh they are a borderline top 10 team. They took down OU uh 2 to 1. So OU was able to steal a game uh in Norman, but uh West Virginia did win the series. Um outside of that, I believe um I believe Texas took care of Kansas, but not, not, that's all outside of the top 25. Uh, but like Tanner said, we are nearing baseball and softball postseason. So we'll be getting maybe a little bit more into uh, the regionals and who's in, who is in who's regional, who's hosting. Um, and if we think uh, a big 12 team has a chance to to come out of the the regionals there. And so, yeah, since we've last talked, um, or at least talked about this stuff and not not had guests on the podcast. Uh, there have been a lot of teams fall out of the top twenty top twenty five, and West Virginia has just continued to climb. So it's good good to see for them. It, I also think that West Virginia is going to win the uh, uh, Big Twelve regular season title. We'll have to see about the the Big Twelve championship or Big Twelve tournament, but 
they're going to win the regular season title. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that that'll that'll do for softball and baseball, but um, basketball transfer portal. Uh, there's not been a lot of departures recently, and the honestly the the departures haven't been very impactful players. No, and they um the transfer portal, I believe it it closes, and you told me the date before it started. When does it close? It clo- so it actually closes on the eleventh, which is when the day the podcast will drop. So um, okay, so by the time by the time anyone's listening to this, the the transfer portal for basketball will be closed. Um, what it, what it, what does that what does that mean? So no no one else is allowed to enter. The portal. Uh, however, if if someone has already put their name in, uh, they're obviously still allowed to commit um, or go back to uh, their the school they were or, they're originally trans- transferring from. Um, so the, the there's only been uh, a handful of players that have entered the portal since we've last talked. Um, we'll just kind of skim through uh, just numbers by by each school. So Cincinnati, Iowa State, and West Virginia all had one player each enter the portal. Uh, Kansas had two players enter the portal. The only one that was really notable was was Zuby Ejafor. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he entered, and we'll get into this in a second. He entered either the day of or the day after uh, Hunter Dickinson, uh, who is a center from Michigan, arguably one of the top transfers in the portal. Uh, this year, he 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 entered the portal uh, the day after Hunter Dickinson committed to Kansas. So, fair to assume um, that was directly correlated to one another. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, so, yeah, five players in the last two weeks, three weeks have entered the portal uh, from the Big Twelve teams. Um, but there have been a lot of commitments on the other side. Now we're we're on the bottom or the downslope of that curve that we've been talking about. Um, we'll go in alphabetical order, like, like kind of like what we, what we have been doing. Um, and then if a player transferred from one big 12 school to the other big, to another big 12 school, we're not going to really go in depth onto that player just because we, we already talked about them when they entered the portal. So BYU had uh, three commitments over the last three weeks. Uh, Ali Khalifa, a three-star sophomore center from Charlotte, uh, average double-digit points, um, decent rebounding, decent rebounder as well. Uh, Dawson Baker, who's a three-star junior shooting guard from UC Irvine, Irving, yeah, Irvine, yeah, um, Irvine, yeah, fifteen point point per game guy, and then Wes Glover. I I like that name. That's that's candidate for n- name of name of the year. Uh, Quez Q Q U E S. I like it. Uh, another 15 point per game guy. So BYU really bringing in some scoring there. Um, Greg, you want to hit the Cincinnati? I know there was a guy that, uh, that Oklahoma state was looking at for that Cincinnati pulled in. Yeah. So Cincinnati, uh, well, I'll just hit him right away. And, and, uh, you're the pronunciation guy. So you're gonna have to help me, but Seamus. Luke, oh, man, Seamus uh, Lucosius. Lucosius. There we go. I, I was wanting to start it like Luca, like Luca Doncic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't see the O there. Anyway, 
Yeah, he was a highly regarded player uh, in the portal, uh, three-star sophomore uh, guard coming from Butler. Uh, he averaged 12 points a game last year, so still a young guy, um, is able to score, uh, and he's really long. I think he's about 6'7". Um, so he had a couple of Big 12 schools in his final um, four or five that he was choosing from, ultimately ended up at Cincinnati. Uh, and then Cincinnati also added C.J. Frederick, who's a three-star senior shooting guard from Kentucky. Uh, he has bounced around at a couple of different schools, but he'll spend his last year at Cincinnati. Yeah, and then Kansas landed uh, two commitments since we last spoke, Greg. Uh, Arterio Morris, the point guard from Texas, He's he was a freshman this last year. He didn't play a ton, but I'm sure uh, Bill Self is looking for him to come in and make make a splash uh but the number one rated recruit by on three hunter dickinson he's a five-star center from michigan kind of like what greg definitely what greg said before uh almost averaged a double double last year 19 points per game nine rebounds a game and two assists so there's a little bit of addition ability there but we'll have to see about that he is a baller there's there's no doubt about that kansas arguably with two of the best. I mean, Hunter Dickinson was, like you said, the top-rated player on the portal, but then Arturio Morris is a really, really sneaky good commit. Uh, I mean, a five-star coming out of high school. I know you said we shouldn't spend too much time on the Big 12 interconference transfers, but this is a big one. He was another highly, highly regarded player um, both last year coming out of high school and then in the, in the portal this year. He, like you mentioned, Tanner, he didn't play a lot, but he got some really good minutes in the postseason, specifically in the Big 12 tournament. I remember calling him out specifically at one point. He had a really good game um, and and helped them, I think, in the semifinals when he had a really good game. But uh, really two two big pickups for Kansas. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then Kansas State, they are they are doing very well. They they received a really, really great high school commit uh, from a guy from a young man out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Uh, and then they also received a commitment from Tyler Perry, a four-star senior point guard from North Texas. Uh, he averaged 17 points a game. Um, not, not much of a uh, distributing point guard. Not He's very much a score first point guard, but I mean, averaging, averaging 17 points a game, you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself there. It's a really big commit because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people just automatically assumed he was going to Texas Tech, uh, being that Texas Tech hired uh, North Texas head head basketball coach after the season ended, and then shortly after Tyler Perry entered the portal, and everyone thought Tech shoe in for sure, and he ends up at Kansas State. So it'll be interesting to see him match up against his old coach next year. Uh, and then we'll move on to OU. So they added two players. Um, Latre Darthard, a three-star shooting guard from Utah Valley. Uh, he, he averaged 13 a game um, and was also able to contribute on the on the boards as well, averaged four rebounds a game. So uh, definitely adding some experience there and, uh, and, and someone who can score. Uh, and then they also added a three-star small forward from Oregon, Rivaldo Sores. Um, modest numbers last year, averaged seven a game, four, seven points per game, four rebounds and two assists, uh, but was able to do a little bit of everything. So uh, OU's adding some much needed depth. Uh, they lost quite a few uh, 
basically their entire starting lineup has either graduated or transferred. So they needed it. Uh, and then I can go ahead and hit Oklahoma State really quickly. They added two players, uh, Javon Small, a four-star point guard from Eastern Carolina. He averaged uh, 15 points a game, five rebounds, and six assists. So uh, he's definitely a, a stat sheet stuffer. Um, who knows? He'll he'll probably he'll probably get a few, maybe a few double doubles in there. Um, but uh, definitely a huge pickup for Oklahoma State as they have also lost a lot of experience and depth in the portal, uh, similar to Oklahoma. And then OSU also added Mike Marsh, who's a three-star center from Jacksonville, average 11, 5, and 1. So uh, kind of a uh, fill-in, uh, get some experience in there as, as OSU has lost all, all three of their bigs to the portal this season. Yep, yep. Um, TCU, this this happened a while ago, but I, I don't know if it was a matter of it being official or whatnot, but TCU officially signed Avery Anderson. Um, Avery played the, the previous four seasons at Oklahoma State. Um, he's a very shifty point guard. He's actually from Fort Worth, so this this all that all kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, he very solid point guard. Um, then we have Texas. Texas has added four guys since we last spoke. There's a four-star center from Virginia named Caden Shedrick. He, this was, the ratings sometimes are kind of confusing, guys. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He averaged six points a game, four rebounds a game, and one assist. And he's a four-star center. Like, is he, is he young? He's got to be young. No, I don't. Let me see. Um, I can get into the other commits while you look that he, up. He's a junior going to be a senior next year. So I yeah, I'm not I don't really know about that one. But but big commitment, Max Asmus, uh five star point guard from Oral Roberts University. Um that is that name, that is, that name should ring a bell to everyone listening. If anybody has watched March March Madness two years ago, uh the dude basically carried oral roberts to the sweet 16 he's he can shoot the lights out of out of the ball he is a very similar player to marquise noel um so this will be really really cool uh, to see him in the big 12 you know oral roberts is in a smaller basketball conference um and while the competition is good i mean they did make the Sweet 16, you know, a couple of years ago. I think Oral Roberts was like. They were at 15. I think they, I think they ran the, well, I think they ran the table. I think they were undefeated in conference this past year. So, I, I mean, they had a talented team, but it will be nice to see Max Asmus in uh, in the Big 12 and, and see what he can do, see if he can put up similar numbers. Um when he's going to be honestly the focus of a lot of the scouting report. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He will, he's a volume shooter. That's for sure. Um, then the other two Texas commits, Chendall Weaver, excuse me. Whoa. Chendall Weaver, three-star combo God from UT Arlington. And then Zarek Onyema, he is a commit from UTEP. So that's that's mostly just uh, filling in depth right there with those last two guys. And then UCF signed Omar Payne, power forward from Jacksonville. He's not yet rated 
on on three, which honestly could he might be a zero rating, but I I would doubt I would doubt that. And then West Virginia signed Raekwon Battle, four star shooting guard from Montana State, um, and then Omar Silverio, a three star shooting guard from Manhattan. Uh, Greg, I know we we're gonna get into the football uh, football win totals here, but who's who's your your winner of the basketball transfer portal right now you know i think i think it's it's got to be kansas or kansas state uh i mean you could flip a coin and and land on one of them kansas state they have capitalized on their elite eight run from the tournament this past year and all of the momentum they have with uh, Coach Jerome Tang, they've added a ton of talent. Uh, Tyler Perry being one of the one of the handful of guys they've added, and then Kansas. I mean, they got the number one player in the portal, and then you know, no big deal. They went ahead and added a five star point guard, five star coming out of high school. But you know, nonetheless, he's he's going to be a true sophomore. So uh, both Kansas schools, I think, are going to be very tough to beat next year yeah yeah i agree with i agree with you to an extent i have west virginia uh they they added kerr Carisa, uh raekwon battle they've added a lot of really really solid depth pieces that i think will will uh do them well next season um which could be a hot take and we'll have to see about uh gosh what's there What's their coach's name? Bob Huggins. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, there were some yeah. some not not great comments. Um, Let's see if he's around recently. But yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, all right, Greg. Let's get into the football season win totals. Do you want to? I don't. I think if we, I don't think we should run through them all at the beginning and then and then go one by one because that'll just be a lot of numbers. Um, yeah, well, let's go through it one by one. We can go ahead and go um, greatest to least in the terms in terms of uh, projected win totals. So again, these are all numbers from the Vegas sports books um, projecting out out of a twelve game season. Uh, the the over under line as to uh, how many wins uh, each team will get. So this does not include. Conference championships does not include bowl games, no college football playoffs. This is just the 12-game regular season. Uh, so we can go ahead and start. Uh, to no surprise, uh, Oklahoma and Texas are the two highest rated uh, or, or highest projected win total teams from the Big 12, sitting at 9.5 each. Uh, we can go ahead and start with Oklahoma. Tanner, what are your thoughts? For one, just – Give me your general thoughts on Texas went nine no, and three last no, season, no. eight and four. I I'm not doing it with Texas. I'm sorry. This is a Big Twelve podcast. I'm, but I can't do it. They they are going under until they prove me otherwise. I'm taking the under on them every every year. It. I'm not gonna fall for is the it, trap. Is it free money? Is that what you're saying? It was it was for me last year. And that's and that's all that's all that I'll say. You know, it was for me as well. So yeah, I I agree with you. I will caveat with 
if there's going to be a year where they prove people wrong, it's got to be this year. You're shaking your head. Look, it's got to be this year. They have one year left in the Big 12, and what is their win total going to be set at next year, their first year in the SEC? If I had had the amount of NIL money that Arch Manning is making this year, every time that somebody said that about Texas football, year after year, I would be so, so wealthy. Like, we hear the same thing every year. Oh, this is – Texas is back. Like that, I mean, that's the intro of our podcast, and it's not true. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not saying they're back. I'm saying they need to be back. Otherwise, Sark won't be coaching for much longer. I understand it's only been a year, but like you you can't you can't go seven and five this year and, and then and then waltz into the SEC thinking you're gonna win more than more than seven or eight games. I mean I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to take the under as well. I, I could see them. Here's here's the other thing to consider. Both Texas and OU have a ginormous target on their back this year, being that it's been officially announced this is their last year in the Big 12. This is every every school that's on their schedule, Big 12 school, this is their last shot at OU and Texas for what could be a very, very long time. I mean, decade, two decades, three decades, who knows? Um so, I mean, everyone wants a piece of them, and everyone's going to want to beat them. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to say the same for both OU and Texas. I think they'll go under. I'm shocked that OU uses at nine and a half. You're going to go so, under on OU? Oh, absolutely. They went six and seven last year. I think. I I think it'd be generous to give them. It would to to give them ten wins. You think they're going to go ten and two? I'm I'm st- I'm staring at the schedule right now. They're gonna beat Arkansas State. They'll okay. They'll sweep the non-con. So there's three. They have at Cincinnati, who is I think gonna be one of the weaker teams in the conference. At home against Iowa State, that's a home game. Red the Red River rivalry. I actually said it right. We'll see what happens there. That's that's a coin flip. UCF at home. That's a dub. At Kansas, I don't know. It's the um, um, Dylan Gabriel. It's the the revenge game. Former team. I I think the legitimate two games they could lose actually what could push them to the nine win mark is potentially a loss at BYU, a loss in Bedlam, and a loss in uh the red against Texas. I, I could see them losing to TCU last game of the year. Think about it. You gotta go at BYU, travel all the way out there, middle of no or yeah, middle of November, freezing cold probably. And then you come back on what would be a short week, Thanksgiving week, and then play uh, Black Friday against TCU. And I mean, let's be real, OU is going to fill up their stadium, but most students will be home for the Thanksgiving holiday. That's a I don't know. I'm not All right, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. This is this is good for us because we always agree on everything. So yeah, that's that's true. We need we need to spice it up, spice it up a little bit. All, All right. right, next we have Kansas State at eight wins. Tanner, is, I'll let you go first. This is this is tough for me. So, uh, Greg and I talked talked about this before. Um, but if a team was on a whole number, if they ended on a whole number, there's there is a opportunity for a push. Um, I 
I think I have them pushing. Eight wins even. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a solid solid take. Um, you know, I'm not too familiar. They their only notable out of conference opponent is Missouri. They go at Missouri. They beat them really handedly this past year uh, in Manhattan. I, at Missouri will be a little bit more of a challenge. And I, I think they've added some talent in the portal, so we'll see there. But, you know, man, yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I am going to – I am going to take the over um, – I think they could get to to nine wins. Um, and now that I'm saying it, I'm almost talking myself out of it because I'm like, they, they went nine and three last year. Uh, yeah. I I don't want to be wishy-washy, but I, I think your push pick is a really good call. I'm going to, to be different from you, I'm going to take the over because I think they have the talent to get there. Um, I mean, Will Howard is probably one of the best returning quarterbacks in the conference, if not the best, uh, depending on how you feel about Quinn Ewers. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll take the over. All right. I, I was, I just ran through their schedule. I, I could see, I could see a pusher or that nine win mark that you're talking about there. All right. So next we have two teams. We're going to, we probably should try to hustle through this because we have 14 teams. <laughs> we, this is not a 10 team league anymore. We got to, <laughs> uh the next two we have TCU and Tech both at seven and a half wins projected. So no pushes here. Um I'm gonna go. Okay, let's start with TCU. Um I have them as over. I know that they lost a lot to the draft, to the um some to the portal, but I have them as over. What do you got? They have one of the toughest schedules um, of the Big 12 schools this year. Uh, conference schedules, I mean, I, I think we called them out when the schedule dropped. Um, their last like four-game stretch is absolutely brutal. And we don't need to go through that again. I'm going to also take them over. I just wanted to caveat with that. Um, I'm going to take them over because of the talent they added in the portal. And because they have a fairly weak non-conference schedule, I mean, Colorado, Nicholas State, SMU, none of that, even with Coach Prime, does anything for me. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's three, in my mind, guaranteed wins at a conference. So that means you have to be uh, – You have five wins. That I mean, you, you can you, you can go – yeah, I mean, you just have to be above 500 in conference. Yeah, you go, and you I think go five and that. You go five and four in conference and you're good to go. Um, what I'll let you go first on tech. Where what are you going there? I really like tech. I really like what they've done uh in, in the portal and, and what they've added, but I'm gonna go under. Um for one, they have uh one of the tougher out of conference matchups uh in Oregon. Now they do get Oregon at home, uh at least according to the schedule I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason I thought that they were going at at Oregon. Um, but I, I think they'll go two and one out of conference and I just, I haven't seen tech win eight games in a very long time. I'll have to see it before I believe it. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have let you go first because I also have them under, uh, 
I. Yep. I. Today. Oh, no, no, no. I was looking at a previous game. Yeah, no, I, I have them under. Um, they, they've got a tough schedule. They, they go at BYU. They've got at Kansas, at Texas. Uh, they have K State at home. They, they've got a, a pretty, pretty rigorous schedule, I'd, I'd say. Um, okay. Next, we got UCF at a projected seven wins. What? What? what I'll go thinking? quick. That's a that's an easy under for me. Yep. First first year in the conference, and you're in the top half of the projected win totals. I'm going under. Um, okay. Baylor at six and a half. Mm. Man, do you have an answer? I'll, I'll let you go first if you have an answer. I. I have them as over. Um, I think Dave Aranda is too good of a coach to let to to only win six games. Which, to be to be fair, they only won what did they go seven and five last year? I think they went six and six. Yeah, I think they went six and six last year. But but you have, um, gosh, what's their what's their quarterback's name? Golly, I don't know. After well, his, uh, I, I, I have his, I have the, I have his image burned into my brain. Um, Blake Shapin, that's yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, he's gonna be a true junior this year. He has had a lot of time to mature and develop. Um, I think that they, they did decent in the portal. They lost um, their one of their best defensive players to the draft, but uh, yeah, I, I have him as over. Yeah, I, I hate that I'm going to agree with you because, again, I, I want to get a little hot takey. But, hey, we're keeping record of this, so I want my record to be good. Uh, I'll, I'll take the over on Baylor as well. I had to stop and think for a second. But remember, we talked about this a couple of months ago. They have eight home games on their schedule. And one of their road games is an hour up the road at TCU. So, again, that's a rivalry game, so it, it will be a true road game. But you're talking about eight home games. Uh, and then Dave Aranda, who, you know, it's seemingly when when people forget about Baylor, all of a sudden they're in the Big 12 title race. So <laughs> I'll take the over, and I feel pretty good about that. Yep. Uh, we got Kansas at six and a half. What, what are you thinking there after after such a magical season last year? Um, you know, I'm going to take the under, I think that they, I, I think that like you mentioned last year felt a little magical, um, man would have loved to have been doing this last year. Their win total was set at two and a half. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I I said, I'm going to take it the over and you said, no, don't do that. And so I didn't, and you, you cost me money. I'm I'm sorry. Well, maybe I'm glad we we didn't do this last year. Then, um, now, I'm. It's not that I'm not a believer in Kansas. It's just that I don't think that they're there yet. Um, yeah. I I mean they've got a fairly weak out of conference schedule. They should go three and zero out of conference, but I don't know if I see them winning four conference games. I just I don't know if I see it. Yep. Yep, I'm with you there. I I have I have the under. Um, as much as I don't want to agree with you, I I have to agree with you there. I I have them as under as well. 
All right, Greg, this one is going to hit a little closer to home. Oklahoma well, State. I, I, I know we're going to have the same answer on this one unless you, like, pull something. This this has been – I haven't been sports betting for a decade, but I know for a fact that, that Oklahoma State at six wins might be the easiest money you'll ever steal from Vegas. That's that's how confident I am in this in this line. Oklahoma State and Kansas State are two of the most profitable teams to bet on in Vegas. Just a fun fact. Uh, yeah, the win total at six is probably due to the transfer portal exodus um, that they had. However, what no one's paying attention to are the players they've added. Um, they have added some really talented players and a lot of experience as well. Which w- what we've seen in college sports is experience wins um in, in in all sports so i'm gonna take the easy over i think i saw the other day I, oklahoma state hasn't won less than seven games since 2005 um which was, was gundy's gundy's first year as head coach i was eight years old yeah that's pretty easy over for me yep yep okay uh cincinnati at five and a half man does Cincinnati make a bowl game? That's the question. You want me to go first? Sure. I have Mizunder. Um, You lose your head coach. You lose a lot of your recruits to that head coach. You're, it's your first year in a brand new conference. You have some, you have some big ones. Um, theoretically, you would go... 3-0 in non-cons, but you have you're at Pittsburgh for one of those games, so you might go two and one. Um but they got some they they have some tough games. I'm gonna go over. Um I think that's a I, I think it's a solid pick by you. I like the call out of losing their head coach, and I like the call out of one of their non-conference games being uh, I mean, it's it's a it's an old Big East rivalry, and they're on the road. Uh, and as we saw, as we saw with West Virginia last year, uh, playing at Pitt, even though it's in an NFL stadium, s- still can be a college environment. So, yeah, I, I could see them going two and one, and then you start off the year real tough with OU. At, I mean, welcome to the Big Twelve. You get OU at home, and then at BYU the next week um, on a Friday night too. Uh, so I could see them starting off really rough, but then their last, the stretch of games at the end gets really favorable because you have Iowa State at home, who was one of the worst, was the worst team in the Big Twelve last year. Baylor at home, Oklahoma State on the road will be tough. I they'll probably lose that one, but then you have UCF at home, Houston and West Virginia on the road, and and then you finish it out with Kansas at home. I think they're winning. Four of those games. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take Cincinnati to make a bowl game in the first year. How about okay. that? Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think you could go either way on that one. I'm sticking with the under, though. Um, Greg, West Virginia at five and a half. I will take the under. Um, they weren't that great last year. I don't think they added that much talent in the portal. And I also don't think that the current starters from last year are going to um, have that offseason development that gets them to to a bowl game. Not to mention that their first game of the year is going to be uh, what I'm sure will be a very 
very nice and gentle crowd in, in Happy Valley at Penn State. Yeah, that's oh, that's a tough boy. way to open the year. So they I'll have, take the year. They have such a difficult schedule. I initially wrote this down as an over, but I'm going under. I I could see them winning two games. Two games? You they're going two and ten? All right, so they're gonna go oh it or they're gonna go one and two in their non con. You think they'll lose to Pitt at home? That's gonna be a really, really Okay, fine. They're three gonna and be nine. for that. Three and nine. They're gonna they're gonna beat Duquesne. They're gonna beat Pitt, and they're gonna beat they might beat Houston. They have a they have a difficult schedule. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty brutal. I'm yeah, gonna go that, Yeah. Okay. Uh okay, Iowa State five and a half. I I I'm gonna have go it, under. I have it written down as under. So now I am gonna go under. By the way, I didn't write anything down, so uh no one can no one can say anything. Well, I wrote it down on a piece of paper that you can't see, so Okay, fair, fair. I, I'm just picking off the cuff off of intuition, and also I have the schedule in front of me. Um, in my opinion, a lot of these win totals are are. I mean, like you're at a conference means a lot. Iowa State, they finally Ouch. broke their their uh, their uh, jinx against whatever they they just couldn't beat Iowa. They finally did it this last year, and and now they've got them in Ames. So we'll see, uh, but. Iowa, Iowa reloaded at quarterback with with Cade McNamara, right? <laughs> oh man, Which, yeah. I, I, I think I think Iowa State goes. I I think they go under. They 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 have one of the toughest conference schedules. Oh yeah, we did call that out last time. I do Holy remember that. Cow. Yeah, that's that's not going to be a fun schedule at all. Uh yeah, I'm going under. I'm going under as well. That's that's not going to be fun. At OU, at Cincinnati, at Baylor, at BYU, at Kansas State. Yeah, that's that's those are not fun away games. Okay, we're down to the last two. All right, BYU at five. I'll take the over on this one. Um. They've got a pretty favorable out of conference schedule. Uh, besides going at Arkansas, they have two gimmies, uh, in their first two weeks. So I, I'll chuck up two wins right there, and then you got to give me three wins in your next ten games. So you have to go. Let's, let's not forget. I know, BYU. They might not have the best football program. Their their stadium atmosphere is legit. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if if I view it as a 50-50 game and, and BYU's at home, I'm probably chalking it up to BYU. Um, yeah, me too. Like, like, for example, Cincinnati on a Friday night in Provo. Is it Provo, right? Yep. Yeah, that I'll, like I, w- I will probably pick BYU in that game. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the over with BYU. I feel pretty comfortable about that. Okay. And then finally, the projected bottom of the Big 12, Houston. Well, technically, BYU and Houston are both. Well, <laughs> both yeah. at five. It's just a matter of alphabetical order at that point. If they're sorry, tough. Houston. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
I will go. Do you want to go first? Because I feel like I've been going first a lot. So I actually have, I have it, this, I don't want people to think this is a cop out, but I have them as a push slash over. So I could, I could see it going a couple of ways. I think that from the looks of it, they should go three and zero in non-con. I don't know my hometown UTSA. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, okay, maybe you, maybe you lose to UTSA, but I think you got to like you probably West when you have West Virginia at home, that's a win. Um, Cincinnati at home, that's probably a win. So that's depending on uh one other one or two more games. Uh, throughout the year, I I would say push or over either one. Um, if you if you're gonna hammer me, uh, to choose one, I'll go with the over. You make a really good point about their non-conference schedule. Um, that those are three games they should win. Even UTSA with all the hype they've received recently, they're just they're still not quite at that point. I mean. That game, UTSA versus Houston, I think went into double overtime last year in the Alamo Dome. I think Houston won. Uh, they, I think they barely pulled it out. So, I don't know. Um, I Like you, Tanner, I feel pretty 50-50 on this. But I'm going to take the under. One, just to be a little different from you. But two, they also have a pretty tough schedule now. I will give you one game that is going to make me wrong. If they win this game, I'll, I will I will be wrong, and they'll either push or go over. Are you ready for Texas. that game? Texas. Texas visiting Houston for I don't I mean I don't know of a time I got like, I don't think I was alive a time that Texas played at Houston, uh, and it's the only time Texas will be playing Houston. Um, yeah, that that that's going to be a pretty amped up crowd. Maybe even give them a night game for that. I could see them pulling off that upset and getting to that five-one total, maybe even getting over, um, over that hump and getting to a bowl game. But for the sake of our predictions, I'm going to take the under. All right. Well, um, that was that was a lot of information. We we might have went a little long there, but I I think this was this was really fun. I like doing stuff like this. Um, oh, I do too. I'll, I'll probably revisit this. Maybe not on the podcast, but you and I will definitely revisit this. Maybe um, if there are any notable shifts, because these lines are not set in stone, they can shift between now and August. Uh, obviously, once the season starts, it is set in stone. But uh, like for example, I think uh, Tanner, I think we were laughing about this last football season. I got Texas at the under when they were set at nine and a half and then they bumped them down to nine and then you got them at the under at nine. And I think they did end up going eight and four. So we, we both, we both won, but there was a chance there where if Texas won nine games, you were going to push and I was going to win. <laughs> so uh, it is important to pay attention. Yeah. Even a half a game in these lines, uh, it, 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 I guess for prediction's sake, it matters. Yes, it does. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. The last two weeks have been long episodes, but I hope they've been good. I feel like they've been really good. Um, I've really enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Also, I just, I know it's the end and and everything, but I do want to say thank you to Ryan Gendron and Dustin Ragusa, both for coming on. I, I had a fantastic time 
Um, I'm sure Greg did as well, but it it was it was great to have those guys on, and we're definitely we're definitely looking forward to uh, having more guests on. We've got one lined up uh, for when we get closer to football season. Um, but yeah, we will keep you guys updated on that. Greg, you got anything else for the listeners tonight? I maybe don't take my predictions to Vegas. Um, nah, I'm, I'm not. I uh, didn't do, didn't do a lot of research yet, so um, not not too confident. Um, but uh, take the Oklahoma State one to Vegas. Trust Tanner and I. Uh, make yourself a few bucks. Get a free dinner out of it. Whatever you want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to do that. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. If you wouldn't mind following us on Twitter and Instagram at around the underscore twelve, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, if you would also leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, We thank you. We love you. Goodbye.